right, you guys. Today we're going to be diving into a little bit about the history of voting in episode 2. In 1776, only white men who were 21 year olds were allowed to vote. In 1868, only white men born on American soil and who owned land and who were 21 year old could vote. This is protected by our 14th Amendment. In 1869, states start to consider allowing women to vote. Around 1870, we finally get free slaves are allowed to vote. This is protected by the 15th Amendment. Even when the 15th Amendment was passed, it came with a lot of challenges. For example, they still had to take literacy poll tests. They were intimidated by white men. And even if they stepped foot inside there with no problems and were about to cast their vote, their vote would be thrown out just because they were discriminated against. So now around the 1900s is when we start to see stuff change. Around 1910, women can run for office. In 1920, women can officially vote. In 1924, finally, Native Americans who were actually here before us can finally vote. Yeah. And now is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Finally, we hit 1964. This is when the Civil Rights Movement Act finally got approved, and now everybody can vote whether you're brown, yellow, purple, Whatever race you are, as long as you're a U.S. citizen, you can officially vote. Around 1971, the voting age is lowered from 21 to 18 years old. This is because many felt as if I, if I could go to war for my country, I can vote. Then finally, in 1975, we get rid of these literacy poll tests, and we finally get assistance in the polls. This is assistance for non-English speakers, for people who can't read, we finally have help for them. And then in a huge groundbreaking moment, in 2008, Barack Obama wins presidency. This has been known for our first black president. Going forward to 2016, we finally have our first woman candidate that was so close to winning the election, Hillary Clinton. So now with all these struggles that we just viewed and seen, why do people still not go out and vote? Still not as you can see, this country has been built on centuries of fighting for our rights and our voices being heard, and now we have all these power to do so, and we do nothing about it. You know, I think I forgot to mention something in my first podcast, and that's kind of my fault, but even though the Electoral College has kind of a way in and who becomes president, you guys still have the power to vote in your local elections. For example, on November, November 5th, we're going to have an election coming up. It's always important to vote for people who are like local. So let's say you vote for a new mayor, for a new state governor, for a new state senator. All these people eventually go up the ladder. And th that's how we get into our Republican and Democratic parties. You know, we vote on those people. Like, the Electoral College doesn't vote on any local or anything like that. They don't have a final say over who gets uh, uh, to run for mayor or anything. So it's like, you know, we can change from the bottom up and then eventually get all those people that we don't want in office out. You know, it's always about going out and vote because if you don't, you're just allowing people who have had previous, like, these previous generations to just go out and vote for you and you're allowing them to keep making decisions for you guys and we have seen throughout this history that it was all about the minority going out and fighting for themselves 
They fought so hard so we can be here now, and we're not taking advantage of it. I highly encourage everybody to always be a part of your local elections, even if it seems small, as small as going out and voting if we should have a water park. Everything makes a major play for our future and for bigger stuff and bigger events later on in life. I kind of want to keep the same topic as voting, but I'll probably come back after I work at the election this year because I decided to be an election worker again. And this year I am 18. I turned 18 this week, so I'll finally be able to vote. You know, I sit here and tell you guys to go and vote and have a voice, and now I'm going to be able to just do that. You know, I'm encouraging other people to go out and vote. Even if it seems irrelevant to many of you guys, you know, it's just a vote. No one cares. It does, you know. I The judges I work with, they've always said that they want to see younger generations go out and vote because these older generations, they're eventually just not going to go out and vote. And what is that going to lead our country to? You know, that's always what I ask myself. Like, this older generation is going to die off. People aren't voting, you know. Even now, voting has moved electronically, so it's not that because the voting process is, has been going on for centuries that it's outdated. It's getting rebuilt, you know. They have scanners now. Pretty, sh I'm pretty sure in like 10 or 15 years, we can vote electronically. There's no excuse to it anymore. And although I do want to keep this podcast into like voting and politics, I am going to talk about in my next podcast about Amber Geiger. I don't know if you guys heard, but this is, has been something that's going on on social media. It's a very local thing here in Dallas. You know, everyone's talking about it. And I'll, and I'll just try to um, keep you guys up to date with stuff that's going on and also a little bit informing us, like, how it was before and what it is now. It's kind of the direction that I want my podcast to go in. So, yeah. So, thank you, everyone, for listening to my podcast. Um, hopefully, you guys will be back for the next one.